The caravan was halfway to Joppa when it was attacked. Roaming groups of bandits were not uncommon in Canaan, but usually a large group of people traveling together was safe. These were not ordinary bandits, though. They were riding horses and wielding flashing bronze swords. The caravan was from a small farming village near Jericho and was composed of forty donkeys loaded down with the goods they hoped to ship from Joppa into Egypt. The villagers were virtually helpless before the onslaught. Rahab was at the back of the caravan with her mother and two of her brothers. Her father and her other brothers were toward the front, walking with the donkeys that carried their casks of precious wine. The boys and men had only sticks, but they shouted at the women to get behind them and bravely prepared to defend their own. At first, Rahab had been too startled to be afraid. Then, as one of her brothers pushed her behind him and she looked up to see an enormous horse bearing down upon them both, she screamed. The horse came on in a cloud of dust and Rahab felt her mother grab her cloak and pull her backward. Her brother raised his stick and held it braced right at the height of the oncoming horse's chest. The horse swerved at the thrust and the horseman missed her brother with his thrusting sword. Rahab pulled herself from her mother's grasp so she could drag her brother away from the plunging horse. As she grasped his tunic, she spared one fierce glare of hatred for the man who had managed to right his seat on the horse and was coming on again. There was chaos in the caravan. People were shouting and screaming, and some of the loaded donkeys were being driven away by the bandits. The deadly swords cut down anyone who tried to go after the donkeys. Then, before Rahab knew what was happening, the horseman plucked her away from her brother and lifted her to lie on her stomach before him on the horse. Rahab fought. She kicked at the horse's legs, screamed and squirmed to get away. The animal reared, and she almost managed to slide down to safety. But cruel hands gripped her, and the horse was swung around. Rahab heard her mother shouting her name. Mama! Mama! She screamed back. She kicked at the horse again, and the man holding her muttered something, then raised his fist and hit her hard on the chin. Everything went dark. When Rahab came to, she was lying flat on her back. Her head was pounding, her jaw felt as if it were on fire, and her mouth was dry as sand. She lay still and looked around. What had happened? Where was she? How had she gotten here? Why did she hurt so much? She lifted her eyes and saw a tent roof over her. From outside the tent walls came the sound of strange male voices. She tried to sit up, but her head hurt too much. She waited, breathing slowly, then tried again, ignoring the pain. As she sat there, it slowly came back to her. The attack, the bandits... The horse, the man, her capture. It must have really happened, because here she was in this unknown place. Had they taken anyone else? Her mother? Her father? Her brothers? Rahab was ashamed of the hope that shot through her at this thought. Of course she wished her family was safe, but she didn't think she had ever wanted anything in her life as much as she wanted her father right now. The flap to the tent opened and someone came in. Suddenly Rahab was terrified. Was it the man who had taken her? What did he want? She was only twelve years old. What good could she be to anyone? She stared at the cloaked figure coming toward her in the dimness of the tent, her heart hammering. When she saw the figure was actually a woman, she felt almost giddy with relief. Ah, you're awake, the woman said. She spoke Canaanite, but in an accent foreign to Rahab. I want my father, Rahab said, her voice trembling.
Your father is not here, girl, and you'll have to get used to doing without him. Now, how are you feeling? I'm afraid Sahir hit you little too hard. You've been out for quite a while. You'll have to get used to doing without him? What did that mean? Was her father dead? Where is my father? My mother? My brothers? She demanded. Why am I here alone? Have you dared to hurt them? She would kill this woman if her family was dead. She would kill all of these people. She didn't care if she died too. She would do it. Rahab stared as hard as she could at the ugly middle-aged woman who was speaking to her. Where are they? She repeated in a louder voice. The woman shrugged. I imagine they're on their way back to wherever they came from. The goods they were transporting so carefully to Joppa now belong to us. And you, my girl, apparently are one of those prizes, thanks to that idiot Sahir. The woman bent over Rahab and put a hard hand on her forearm. Get up and come outside. I want to look at you. Rahab stumbled behind the woman out into the late day sunlight. Her headache ratcheted up as the brilliance of the day struck her eyes. Look at me, the woman said sharply. Rahab was almost as tall as the woman, stared at her unblinkingly. Ah, the woman breathed as she looked Rahab over from her head to her feet. Then she grasped Rahab's sore chin in her fingers and turned her face slowly from one side to the other. Perhaps Sahir was right after all. Even he has to be right sometimes, I suppose. You could be worth a fortune to us. Rahab did not understand what the woman was talking about, but the calculating look in her eyes reminded Rahab of the way she had seen merchants look at wares they were thinking of buying. Her anger died, replaced by an intense, overpowering fear.